It's good to see everybody. I want to talk to you this morning. <clears throat> We've been talking about when Jesus, uh, before he ascended into heaven, he said, I'll not leave you uh, comfortless. I won't leave you without help. I won't leave you without, without power. But he said, I will send the Holy Spirit to help you in all your ways and everything, everything. Everybody say everything. everything. And in the Greek, that means Everything. That's what that means in the Greek. Everything means everything. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. Um, the book of Acts is actually the book of actions. It's where the church is born. Uh, the, the birth of the church happens in the first chapter of Acts and it's the actions of the church and what, what God did. He made a template for the church in the book of Acts. And how many knows that everything that Jesus made available in the book of Acts for the church is available to the church today? Amen. A lot of people, they're like, they're like, well, that was just for back then. I bear to differ with you. I'm telling you the things that God made available to us, it, to the church back then is available to us. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, talking about the Holy Spirit and the purpose of the church, the provision of the power, uh, the provision of, of power is the name of my message this morning, provision of power. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, but... You, 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 but you, I just want to slow down there a little bit because a lot of times when we, when we read the Bible, when it says you, we think about somebody else, but really what he means is you. But you shall or will receive. You shall receive. Anybody watch the NFL draft? Three of y'all. <laughs> I, uh, I need some help. Chip, Chip, would you mind getting up, buddy? I need some help. So I brought this. I brought this uh, with me, and, and I was going to use this uh, as an illustration, but I didn't practice, and I, I haven't thrown a football since I cut my thumb off. And so <laughs> you, you kind of need it. I don't, no promises, but Chip, would you mind going on out there? Go. That's far enough. That's far. Whoa, whoa. Oh, good job. Throw it back at me. Okay, so what... Chip did is he received it, and what I did, I didn't receive it. <laughs> you can put it, put it up. <laughs> We're done playing. In order to receive, you have to receive. And if you choose not to receive, you won't. Receive. Don't you know? Aren't you happy that? The word of God is pretty simple. Yeah. And it's not, it says that it's so simple that even a fool couldn't waver there. And it's like, it's like, it, it, 
it, a lot of people go, man, I don't understand. Well, you got that probably, <laughs> right? If you didn't, come up afterwards and I'll go into greater detail. But you will receive, what are you going to receive? Power. You will receive power. When? When will you receive power? When the Holy Spirit, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. They should have left the verse up there so y'all could participate. You shall, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit comes on you. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. God the Father sent Jesus. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit on us. And he lives in the temple, which our body is the temple. And he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you, everybody say you. He just keeps saying that. Did you notice that? It keep, he keeps talking about you. Because you, without you, none of this would even be necessary. There would be no reason for these things, for the Holy Spirit to come if it wasn't for you. The power says you shall receive the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes on and you will be what? My witnesses. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you, you might just think about being my witnesses. Is that what it says? Yeah. So you shall, you will be my witness. In other words, it's, I'm going to be so strong in you, you're going to have so much power inside of you that you won't even have to think about being a strong witness because the power of the Holy Spirit runs in your blood. You will be witnesses. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. You receive power. Where are they going to be witnesses at? Well, he said Jerusalem first. Why did he say Jerusalem? Jerusalem was their home. Let me tell you something. A lot of people are like, Man, I just want to I want to teach a class or I want to I want to go be a preacher someplace or I want to go to Africa. Listen, you'll never be a good witness in Africa if you can't be a good witness at home. Jesus said, "First, go to Jerusalem." In other words, be a good witness wherever you're at right now. Well, if I was someplace, no, 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 no. No, wherever you're at, is where you're going to be a good witness. First, first place to witness, moms and dads, is in your home. The first place to witness, kids, is in your home and in your school. The first place to witness is wherever you are. Because wherever you are, that's where you're going to be. Jerusalem. Then he said Judea and Samaria. What was Samaria? Samaria was the downcasts. They were the people that were looked down on by the Jews of, the, of that day. And some, the, the Samaritans, they were. So he said, don't forget about the people that you don't care about. 
I told him in the first service, and I didn't get any amens. I said, even the illegal people that come into our nation need Jesus. Amen. And all the Republicans said. Amen. Everybody needs Jesus. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, 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 no. I'm not running for anything. <laughs> But I'm not running from anything either. Everybody, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Samaria, and then it says to the ends of the earth, and that's where he was thinking about Montgomery, Magnolia, Huntsville, Conroe, Navasota, the other, the, to the ends of the earth. He says this stuff, this stuff is for everybody anywhere and it's for you everybody say it's for me it's this is so and so i like that i like that i'm a i'm a fan of what when where and how you know what i mean because you got to figure these things out so uh what is what it's talking about in acts 1 8 the what is the power you shall receive what Power. When? When the Holy Spirit comes on you. That's a good when. Who is it? The Holy Spirit. You. Who? You and the Holy Spirit. You and the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes on, why? 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 And we're going to talk a lot about why today. Why the Holy Spirit? But the why is because he wants you to be his witnesses. And, and like, he doesn't have anybody else in mind. Has anybody ever asked you to do something you tried to think of somebody else that could do it <laughs> instead of you? Ask your brother, your sister, or your wife, or your husband. Well, how about somebody else? No. You. You. <laughs> You shall be witness. Who? Thank you for your help. Witnesses, where? Where are you going to be witnesses? To the end, to the end of the earth. To the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. There is a, there is a, a DEA officer, drug enforcement agent, and uh, he was traveling around in the country, and he stopped at a rancher's house, and he told the rancher, he says, I need to go on your property and check for illegal drugs. The rancher said, well, you can, you can go on my property, but don't go up in that area up there. And the, the, the DEA agent, he, he, like, he pulls his badge out, and he says, do you know who I am? I'm an agent of the U.S. government, and that badge gives me the authority to go anywhere I want to go. And if I can go up there if I want to go up there. And the rancher goes, well, okay. You want to go up there? So he went up there. Rancher went back to work, and he, next thing he hears the, the agent screaming and hollering. He's running, he's, and, and the, the rancher's bulls chasing him across the pasture. <laughs> The rancher, he throws his tools down as he runs up to the fence and he hollers at the agent. He says, show him your badge. <laughs> I'm not talking about power out of control. 
I'm not talking about an abuse of power when I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the real thing. And we're not here to push our weight around. We want to understand the Holy Spirit. By the way, the, 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 one of the most valuable things we can do is come to church and to get more information because if we don't have all the information about what God has provided for us, chances are we may not use it and it may be that we abuse it. And when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit, it has been used and abused. But God has provided this gift to every believer. I've never been to Niagara Falls, but they say it. How many has been to Niagara Falls? Raise your hand. Yeah, a bunch of y'all. They say it's beautiful. And it's, I, I do want to go one day, but it's got, they, I saw pictures of it. And even in the wintertime, ice goes over, but they've got lights and they light it up. And it's just, it's just beautiful. But the thing that, I, that, that, that is not real noticeable unless you live there is that the power from Niagara Falls provides energy and electricity to the town of Niagara Falls, but also to a lot of New York. And we wouldn't appreciate that just going up there and looking at it, but the people that live there actually are benefiting from the power of Niagara Falls, and they're benefiting from the 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 somebody that decided that they would harness that power. A guy named Nikola Tesla. It's the Tesla car thing. It was this, I named after him, seriously. And, uh, but he's the one, when he was a small boy, he, he was a very intelligent man. And when he was a boy, he said, someday I'll harness the power of the Niagara Falls. Now, many people benefit from Niagara Falls, but us people that are just tourists, we go in. That's sure pretty, yeah. <laughs> Y'all know where I'm going with this, right? Boy, that Holy Spirit, boy, he's doing a great work in them other people. Yeah. Well, what about? You. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So the Niagara Falls is a lot like the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It is a wonderful and amazing experience available to all believers. It's more than just an experience to marvel over. Uh, the baptism in the Holy Spirit provides the believers with the power to live by. There's a benefit to having the power of the Holy Spirit. Every believer receives the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit does not really have every believer. The Holy Spirit comes into every believer and has every believer, but the Holy Spirit doesn't always rule because it's one thing to have the Holy Spirit in your life, but it's another thing to give him precedence and also to allow him to be the president of your life. So I'm, uh, this, this, is, this is something that we all have to understand and, and believe, every believer 
and salvation in the Holy Spirit is resident within the life of the believer. When you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit came in you. Uh, But with the baptism of the Holy Spirit becomes president within the believer's life with authority and the power to transform. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is something that is subsequent to salvation. A foundational doctrine of our church talks about who the Holy Spirit is, what his role is, how he operates within the church, uh, and also in our own private prayer language, in our prayer life. Today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and the provision for the power of the Holy Spirit. You shall, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. There are a lot of individuals today that have figured out that more money cannot fulfill them, so they seek more power. A lot of people want more money. Who doesn't? But a lot of people that have a lot of money, <clears throat> they figured out what a lot of us haven't figured out yet, that money can't fulfill you. The reason we haven't figured out is because we had not got a lot yet. Yeah. But the ones that already have a lot, they know that it doesn't fulfill them. And so if money doesn't fulfill them, then they want more power, thinking that power would do the trick. And so that's, a, that's a, not all the politicians uh, are like that, but some of them are. The money didn't do it for them, so they wanted more power. And so when the power comes, then they figure out, oh, that doesn't do it, so we got to have more power. If I got more power, and then if I got more money and power, and let me tell you something, it's just a never-ending, it's like being on a hamster wheel. You shall receive power. Only the, Holy, only the Holy Spirit will fulfill us. God provides us. Power can mean a lot of things to, to people. So what kind of power does God provide? Power can refer to a nation or in a world power or a sovereign state. Power can also mean authority to have the control right or prerogative to act, authoritative power gives authorization. So when the, God gives authority to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives authority to us, we can operate within the power of the Holy Spirit. If I came to your house and I didn't knock on the door and I just walked in the house, got in the refrigerator and got whatever I wanted and went back to your safe and got your money out of your safe and walked out, there would be a problem. So the reason is, is because I have no authority. If I come into your house, you are the one that's in authority. And it's just like come into my house. I'm the one that's in authority. We come into God's house. God is the one that's in authority, and he made me second in charge. So we have to operate as those who have authority. Uh, I've got a little grandson. I told you about him last week. But... If, if, if Jack needs a pop on his bottom, I can't give him that unless my son and my daughter-in-law give me permission to do that because they have authority over Jack. I am under their authority. Amen. And, and authority, <laughs> Caleb said amen. <laughs> <clears throat> but authority is your friend. So you see, the problem is if we don't understand that, then we're going to get in trouble. 
And if we don't understand the power that the Holy Spirit has and has authority over us whenever we accept him as our personal Savior, when we're baptized in water, when we say, God, I give you my life, I give you my heart, and I give you authority over me, and then when we take authority back, what we're doing, we're taking authority back that has already been given to God. That's where y'all say amen. (laughs) Even though it might be stepping on a few toes, it's, it's important we understand authority. Power also means strength. It, it is an energy force or a muscle. Power also means ability and capability. When you have power, along with that power comes ability, and with ability comes capability. I got a, I've got a picture up here that I want to show you. Years ago, I started steer wrestling, and uh, this, this picture here is in Evanston, Wyoming. And when I started bulldogging, my dad didn't tell me I couldn't do it, but he didn't tell me I could. So I'd sneak off and I'd learn how to bulldog. And finally, I asked dad if he wanted to come. I want to show him something. In the very first steer I ran, I missed that steer. We was down at the back end. As you can see, those horses are going pretty fast. And when you land on the ground, the it knocked the wind out of me, but I just jumped up and I didn't want it. I didn't want him to think that I was hurting, so he, he wouldn't would tell me I couldn't bulldog anymore. What was what was true was is that my dad had authority over me when I was bulldogging when I started bulldogging, but he saw and recognized that there was a gift in me to do that, and I had to start. In the amateur rodeos, I had to, and then we worked up, we started with college rodeo, made the college national finals, steer wrestling, and then went into the professional rodeos and started winning money in the professional rodeos. Down here in Houston in the Astrodome, anybody remember that one? That's the big building down there nobody goes to anymore. But uh, me and George Strait, we was on the same night. We, uh, yeah, back in the day. But you have, it's one thing to have the ability, but when it's unrealized and you don't develop that ability, you don't spend time with God, you don't spend time in the Holy Spirit listening and, and reading and, and understanding who the Holy Spirit is, you'll not realize your full potential when he said you, there's a lot of cool, cool stuff that comes with you being the you that God created you to be. But the only way that you'll know about that is when you give the Holy Spirit free reign in your heart and in your life to do as he wants to do because he knows better about you than you know for yourself. That's good. So many are able and many are capable Many have potential until that ability is harnessed and implemented. It has no value. It is just unrealized potential. And sad to say, I dare say that in in God's church today, there's a lot of unrealized potential. Wouldn't you think so? I think that we, when we understand the power of the Holy Spirit in us and what he's provided for us, there isn't anything wild horses couldn't keep us back if we knew the power that the Holy Spirit had for us. So in the New Testament, there's two different Greek words that are both sometimes translated as power. The first word is excusia, 
And then, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but if I learned about Greek, if you don't really know how to say it, just say it fast. <laughs> so the Greek word is excusio. It's from the word that we get the word ex exertion. You might think that it has to do with strength, but it really doesn't. Excusia has to do with the power of authority. Power that is conferred or given to somebody by another. In other words, when, when, when someone gives you authority to come into your house or they give, you've been given authority to run a business, you've been given authority to, to drive somebody else's car, you've been given authority to, to go into a restaurant because you have shirt and shoes because no shirt, no shoes, no service, right? I mean, that's authority talking, you come to church, there's no shirt, no shoes, no sermon. <laughs> so it, it's an it exerts power and authority to cast. He gave the, the, the disciples authority to cast out demons in Matthew 10, 1, to heal the sick. After his resurrection, Jesus told the disciples that all power, everybody say all power, all power and authority, excusia, have been given to him, to Jesus. Matthew 28, 18, when the disciples asked Jesus after his resurrection if he would now establish his kingdom, Jesus told the disciples that it was not for them to know the time was set by the Father's power or authority and excusia. In other words, only the Father in heaven had the power to set up his kingdom here on this earth, and it would be in his time when he chose to do it and not in the disciples' time and when they chose to do it. And I just want to insert this right now, that God doesn't always work on our timetable. The reason is is because he knows better than we know. And everybody said, it's so true. So there's another kind of power that Jesus promised his disciples will receive here in what we're talking about in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And the power is dunamis. It is from the word that we derive the word dynamite, power. Again, you might think of term in terms of strength, but dunamis power is more than just strength alone. Dunamis is ability. It is one thing to have the strength to do something, but it's a whole new thing to have the know-how to do something. You might have the ability, but if you don't know how, then it really doesn't matter if you have the power, right? So ability combined with strength is dunamis power. So God has given you the ability He's given you the strength and he's given you the power to do whatever he's called you to do to be the witnesses that he's called you to be. And it's the hornet's power, kind of like the Niagara Falls. It's the ability. Uh, there was a pastor, he went on a mission trip and uh, they were building the foundation for the church and there's a big boulder in the way. And uh, a bunch of them young kids on the mission trip, they got them a sledgehammer and they began to bang on that boulder. And after about two or three hours, nothing happened. And so the dad of one of them, he said, mind if I try it? So he went and got a chisel and a small hammer. He started chiseling out little pieces of that rock. And within an hour, that boulder was broke up into pieces where they could haul it and get it out of the way. What was the difference? 
The boys had the power, but they didn't have the ability. The dad had the power and the ability. And he knew how, because I would just submit to you that whenever we live our lives, I don't know about you, but I need help sometimes navigating through life. I need help navigating in, in, in everybody goes through seasons of life. And in the specific season that you're in, it's kind of like uh, if you're on top of the world, just hang on. It turns over every 24 hours. It is, it's just gonna, it's going to be different tomorrow. And we all need help as we go through life. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us in the wisdom combined with ability. It's an amazing gift, dunamis power. Jesus did not want the disciples to try to, try to do anything in their own power or their own strength. Nor did Jesus simply want to give them excusia or the authority, the power of authority Jesus wanted them to have dunamis power, the ability to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we must be careful not to think we can do things in our own strength and the power. We all need the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit to equip and enable us to do everything we need to do for the Lord. Dunamis power is more than just authority. It is a transforming power. The power of the Holy Spirit is a transforming power. Outside of this building, we have on these telephone poles, we have transformers. And a transformer transforms electricity to where these lights can handle it. If there was not a transformer, all the lights would blow out because there'd be way too much electricity going to them. I don't know if you've ever been around people that were uh, obnoxious Christians. <laughs> let's, just say it, let's just say it what it is. And they had all the information because they studied and they knew what the Bible said, but it was just like they had no transformer. Yeah. It was just like, boom, throw up. And, and, and what, what, whenever you get around those kinds of people, I mean, it's like, try to look for an excuse to get out of there. But when a transforming power is in each one of us, we know how to use wisdom. And we can come in and we can, we can have the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God's made available, the, the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, the gift of praying in the Holy Spirit, the prayer, praying in other tongues, the gift of interpreting, the, all of the gifts, the gift of discernment. My goodness, we need that gift today. All of these gifts, that, listen, this excites me, that God has provided for everybody in the church. And when he said you, he meant you. And all the gifts that he's provided, it is for your benefit. It's not for anybody else's benefit but for everybody he's for us but we have to accept it and we have to receive it not just let the football hit us on the chest and forget about it yeah. and everybody said amen. amen thanks for helping me so the experience Jesus described here in Acts 1 8 is different in this 
and distinct from what happened at salvation. When you were saved, you received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came inside of you. That is to say, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within the heart of every believer. But following the resurrection, it says in, verse, in John 20, 22, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. The events that took place on the day of Pentecost following the resurrection transformed the disciples as they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this is in Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 1 through about 11. What happened to them not only changed their lives, but the dunamis power of God began to change the world. Now, I'll say this. There's a lot of people that debate uh, uh, about speaking in tongues or having a prayer language. Most Christians agree that baptism in the Holy Spirit is a subsequent work of God's grace, something that happens after salvation, following salvation, that brings the power of God at work within the life of the believer. Many men and women throughout history have given testimony of this experience and the power that came into their lives as a result. And I'll say this, Jesus said this, he said, no good gift would he withhold from those who love him. He said, I'm not going to withhold any gift from you. Your job is to love me and to love my word and to love the Holy Spirit. And I'll not withhold any gift from you. And, and the best gift, you, 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 if you ever wonder what the best gifts, because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 14, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, the best gift is the gift that's needed at that time. Whatever gift you need God will provide for you at that specific time. But when they were in the upper room waiting on the Holy Spirit, they all, everybody say all, they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, what the Spirit of God does is for the people of God. And whenever he provided for us, he provided everything he needed through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is not a, a plan that man made up. It's something that God made for man so that we could overcome any and every situation in our life and have the power and the ability and the authority to speak on behalf of the living God. What a privilege. What a privilege. While it's true we all have more giftings and ability in different ways, the baptism in the Holy Spirit enhances, it teaches, and empowers supernaturally. One of the greatest gifts that we can ever have from God is the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gifts that he has for us and to make ourselves available to God to receive whatever he has for us. Several years back when I was a younger man, I got a job at a horse race track in Hot Springs, Arkansas, Oaklawn Horse Race Track. Got a job uh, galloping race horses. And I thought, because I was a cowboy, I thought I could handle any horse there was to handle. But those, those race horses, they, they got real tough mouths. And you, what you do before you get on the track, you bring, you bring those reins, you cross those reins over, and, and you actually, you're sitting up on top of them horses, and you're sitting on them reins. 
And if those reins slip just a little bit, that, those horses will run off with you. They're tough. Ronnie knows he's galloped them. But unless you've been on one, you don't know. All you cowboys out there, I could do that. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd like, <laughs> like to see that. So I'd, they, the, the guy asked me if I'd ever galloped a horse in a flat saddle before. Flat saddles are just a small saddle. It's flat. It doesn't have a saddle horn on it. It's just, it's just a real light saddle. And uh, there's not much there. And I'd done it once before, so I told him I had. I didn't tell him I just did it one time. <laughs> anyway, I got this job, and he put me on a horse that, that was uh, really, really tough. And I got on the backside of the, that, the horse racetrack, and, and my reins slipped a little bit, and this horse took off. And I mean, when, when, a, when a racehorse takes off, you're, you're there for the ride. You don't have, I mean, you're like, I mean, you can't just holler, whoa, and they're going to stop because they're not going to stop. <laughs> And uh, so I go on, on around the track, and at the, at the gate of the racetrack, they have what they call outriders, and they're there to pick you up if your horse runs off. So he comes running by there, and they hollered out at me, and they said, do you need some help? And I said, yeah. And my brother was standing there, and uh, they didn't do nothing. And, and my brother told me, he said, hey, he said he needed some help. And they said, no, he said, nah, he don't need no help. So I went around, went around again. Finally, they picked me up. I just want to know if there's anybody here that life is taking you on a ride that you don't want to be on. And life is running you, and you're not running your life. Things that shouldn't be out of control, seem like they're just out of control. You don't like it, and you don't want it, and you need help. I just want to say to you, uh, you're in the right place. None of us have it all figured out, but we all need help. Amen. We all need help. And if we're not careful, we'll get on a horse and we'll take a ride that we don't, don't really want to take. But God's made it possible. Aren't you grateful that God made it possible? And whenever we say, yeah, I need help, he just doesn't let us ride by. The Holy Spirit is there for you to help you and guide you to give you amazing dunamis power, not just to survive this world, but to thrive in this world to the point where you just can't keep it in. Wouldn't it be something, think about it, where you just wouldn't, couldn't keep it in. You had to tell somebody what's going on on the inside. That's the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of you. Amen, I'm done. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thanks for helping us. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for, for making yourself available for giving us everything that we need in order to live our lives for you. I just pray, oh God, that you'd help us to be who you called us to be. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. This morning, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, the greatest privilege we've ever known to mankind is the privilege to invite Christ to come into our hearts and to give the Holy Spirit a place to live inside of us. 
So this morning, if you've never accepted him as your Savior, maybe if you have, you just haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand, say, Preacher, I need, I need Jesus in my life. We want to put a Bible in your hand. Slip your hand up high. Anybody? Preacher, that's me. Thank you, partner. Leave your hand up until we get a Bible. Yep, thank you. Leave your hands up until we get a Bible. Anybody else? It's the greatest privilege. It's a, it's a gift of God. It's not something you work for. It's not of works. It, Jesus already did the work for us. Anybody else? Preacher, that's me. Slip your hand up high. Anybody? Preacher, that's me. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? If you raise your hand, you mind looking up at me? If you raise your hand, would you mind coming up and let me pray with you? Come on, buddy. Let me pray with you all. I'm so proud of you guys. Bless your hearts. <clears throat> Bless you, man. What's your name? Jaime. What is it? Jaime. Jaime. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? What's your name again? Garrett? Yes, sir. Here's what the Bible says. It says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead that we'll be saved. What will happen, what we preach about all day is the Holy Spirit will come and live inside of you. And he'll help you. You'll have the same problems you had when you came, but he'll help you deal with everything better. Does that make sense? So I want to pray with you. Can you just repeat after me? Y'all help us pray. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my life. From this day forward, I give my life to you. Help me to read my Bible to pray, show up for church, and get baptized. I love you, Jesus. Teach me to love you more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I love you here. The Holy Spirit lives inside of y'all because you, you invited him to come in. He'll not ever leave you. But listen, you, y'all got to show up. Let us help you. It's not something you just do one time and then it's all over. It's a relationship. And so uh, we want to help you. Is that okay? I'm so proud of you guys. Go visit these guys for just a second if you don't mind. Proud of you, buddy. Stand with me, please. There's been times in my life I didn't know how to pray. I've I've done, I've said things to people and then I thought that they took it wrong. And and I was like, man, I don't, and, and even like, before I get up here and preach, I'll pray in, in my prayer language. I'll pray in the Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit does, it helps you to pray when you don't know what to say. You know what I mean? And so I just challenge you uh, to, to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, to give you your prayer language so that you can pray to God. And, and the Bible says when we pray in the Spirit that only God and here's a prayer because the devil, he don't know what you're saying because it's a prayer language. And when you pray, you pray in God's perfect will. Wouldn't that be something? So I'm just challenging everybody uh, this morning to, to ask God. You, he won't ever baptize you in the Holy Spirit if you don't ask him. You have to ask. Amen. So I just challenge you to do that. And, and it's a, it'll be the greatest it's just an incremental growth that God's provided for everybody in the church. How many wants everything God has for you? I mean, all the gifts, everything he has for you. 
Amen. I want to pray for you. Let's raise our other hands and let's just let's surrender to God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for everybody here. Lord, you see our hands. You see that we need you. We need your wisdom. We need the power of you, Holy Spirit, in our lives operating. We thank you, Lord, for that authority that you have given to us. We thank you for the ability. We thank you for the power that comes through the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Holy Spirit, teach us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to know you better and that we will be better men and women because we have invited you to come into our hearts and we've accepted you as our Savior and we use the gifts to further your kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, for your people. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. Hey, we love you. God bless you. We got a prayer team up here. If you need special prayer, we'd love to have you. We're so thankful for you. God bless you.